Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 114 is entitled An Analysis of President Joe Biden's Inaugural Address, Part 1. We shall begin this podcast by quoting from President Joe Biden's first inaugural address, delivered January the 20th, 2021. A cry for racial justice among 400 years in the making moves us. The dream of justice for all will be deferred no longer. To call for a cry for racial justice some 400 years in the making ignores the Declaration of Independence, ignores the Civil War, ignores the Emancipation Proclamation, ignores the triumphs of Martin Luther King, and ignores the civil rights laws that have been in place now for decades guaranteeing racial equality under the law. It serves only one purpose, to create racial division. A short time later, the president said, I ask every American to join me in this cause, uniting to fight the common foes we face, anger, resentment, hatred, extremism, lawlessness, violence. He means, of course, everyone but the Democratic Party and those engaged in Black Lives Matter and those who are actually leading the riots. The left approves of the riots and have made their views public. Even the press, while bullets are flying and buildings are flaming, call them peaceful demonstrations. Hypocrisy has no end of irony. It thrives on self-contradiction. Anger, resentment, hatred, extremism, lawlessness, and violence are the direct results of the heated rhetoric of the left abetted by President Biden's speech. The flaming rhetoric of the left gave rise to Black Lives Matter, riots in the streets, taking over buildings and city blocks, burning, looting, shooting, and mob control because that was the intent. It is as if the left, now led by Joe Biden, want to resurrect the tensions of the 60s for political profit, and that is exactly what they have done. But of course, the real intent is obscured by language. Mr. Biden said, In another January in Washington, on New Year's Day, 1863, Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation. When he put pen to paper, the president said, If my name ever goes down into history, it will be for this act, and my whole soul is in it. Mr. Biden wants to create the illusion that all civil rights leaders before him, including Abraham Lincoln and Martin Luther King, failed, and he is the new champion. That is what he means by a cry for racial justice some 400 years in the making. Mr. Biden wants to be perceived as another Abraham Lincoln, but to do so, he must recreate the slave mentality of 1863. He must create the illusion that the blacks are still living under Jim Crow laws and that we live in pre-Civil War days. Otherwise, he has no one to emancipate. To create the illusion, Mr. Biden must generate hatred, riots, anger, civil discontent, feelings of repression. He must play on the past and make it appear that nothing has ever changed, that Abraham Lincoln failed, that Martin Luther King failed, that all other efforts have failed, but that he, Mr. Joe Biden, will succeed. Taking the words of Mr. Lincoln, applying them to himself, he said, Today, on this January day, my whole soul is in this, bringing America together, uniting our people, and uniting our nation. Where past presents have failed, Mr. Biden declares, We can right wrongs. We can deliver racial justice.
Again, Mr. Biden emphasizes our failures to achieve racial equality. Our history has been a constant struggle between the American ideal that we are all created equal and the harsh, ugly reality that racism, nativism, fear, and demonization have long torn us apart. The battle is perennial. Mr. Biden emphasizes that victory is never assured. In other words, the battle is, in his own words, perennial. It is self-perpetuation. It regenerates itself annually. It will never go away. And that is exactly what the liberal left depends on. Perennial racial inequality. If racial inequality were to go away, the source of the democratic power would dry up and blow away in the wind. The modern liberal left cannot survive in a nation of peace. They, like Orwell's 1984, must have perennial war. Where there is constant peace, there is no need for a champion. Where there is no slavery, Mr. Biden cannot write his Emancipation Proclamation. It is calculated in their methods of achieving power. Mr. Biden declared, Victory is never assured. In fact, he compares the present to all the great wars and calamities of the past. Through the Civil War, the Great Depression, World War, 9-11, through struggle, sacrifice, and setbacks, our better angels have always prevailed. You can never have racial equality as long as the President of the United States, supported by the left-leaning Congress and the press, spend all of their time stirring the fires of the past stirring up hatred, stirring up riots. The purpose of defunding the police, which has become the policy of the left, is to create a lawless society, to create riots, lootings, burnings, and killings, to create discontent. The riots during Mr. Biden's short tenure in office number in the hundreds, each of them applauded as peaceful demonstrations for a just cause. The left has successfully created more discontent than was even seen during the 60s, The liberal Democrats have made Black Lives Matter a legitimate arm of the government. It is comparable to the KKK. The one thing that is missing is an enemy. Since it is no longer the government, no longer the Jim Crow laws, no longer the KKK, no longer Governor Wallace blocking the blacks from entering white schools, and no longer the South, an enemy must be fabricated. The enemy came from an unexpected source, white supremacy and systemic racism. The enemy was lurking, like cancer cells, in the genetic code of all white people. It was no small thing to pull off since most of the primary players leading the charge against all white people are also white, including, of course, Joe Biden himself, who was once, by their own definition, a racist. President Biden continues. And now, a rise in political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. And who are the white supremacists? To the left, the answer is simple. Everyone who is white. Why? Because of this. We face an attack on democracy and on truth, a raging virus, growing inequity, the sting of systemic racism. Systemic means of or affecting the body as a whole. In other words, all white people are racist. It is taught in our schools. It even has its own acronym, CRT, or Critical Race Theory. Few presidential inaugural addresses have been as inflammatory as President Joe Biden's. On the one hand, he declared, And we must reject a culture in which facts themselves are manipulated and even manufactured. But in the same speech, he said, Today we celebrate the triumph not of a candidate, but of a cause, the cause of democracy. 
The will of the people has been heard, and the will of the people has been heeded. We have learned again that democracy is precious. Democracy is fragile. And at this hour, my friends, democracy has prevailed. So now, on this hollowed ground where just a few days ago violence sought to shake this capital's very foundation, we come together as one nation, under God, indivisible, to carry out the peaceful transfer of power as we have for more than two centuries. A few unorganized people stormed the capital without unity, without purpose, and without leadership, which had no threat to our democracy. Yet Mr. Biden says just days ago violence sought to shake this capital's very foundation. The statement is so nonsensical that it would be used by a stand-up comedian, not the newly elected president of the United States. Yet he ignored the hundreds of violent demonstrations that have been threatening innocent citizens and costing innocent lives. Cities were taken over by mobs, and local governments and businesses disrupted. To those on the left, the riots in the streets, where many were killed and brutally assaulted, didn't count. Whereas a small skirmish of a few unarmed rioters who stupidly burst unopposed into the capital shook the capital's very foundation. Fortunately, according to Mr. Biden, we came together as one nation, under God, indivisible, to carry out the peaceful transfer of power. It is hyperbole beyond belief when given in such a serious circumstance as a presidential inauguration. While absolutely ignoring the hundreds of riots that cost lives and billions of dollars led by true extremists, he said of the silly crowd that stormed the Capitol, And here we stand, just days after a riotous mob thought they could use violence to silence the will of the people, to stop the work of our democracy, and to drive us from this sacred ground. No one who watched those events on live TV could possibly believe that such a ragged bunch could be called a riotous mob who could silence the will of the people and stop the work of our democracy, nor could one even imagine that they sought to drive us from this sacred ground. For the President of the United States to speak in such hyperbole in his inaugural address is astonishing, he said. We can right wrongs. Mr. Biden actually referred to the march on the Capitol as a crucible for the ages, and he went on to say, America has been tested anew, and America has risen to the challenge. Yet, while they have demonized the few poor misguided miscreants who foolishly stormed the Capitol in a disorganized and absurd way, they have sanctified highly calculated daily riots in the streets that have cost the lives of innocent people, destroyed businesses, and terrorized citizens. They continue to justify stealing, robbing, burning, vandalizing, and escalating violence of every sort. They turned a blind eye to the rioters and looters who fought police, occupied government buildings, and terrorized citizens. And to add to their strangeness, the leftist politicians, along with a drooling press, glorified the angry rioters as peaceful demonstrators. They effectively told America who watched the riots in real time to believe what they are told to believe, and not to believe what they see and hear. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.